Hello and welcome to Composer Chat, a podcast where we talk a little about music, a little about life, and a whole lot about whatever nonsense happens to come up otherwise. I'm your host, Jason Nitch, and each week I am joined by one of my favorite composers out there in the world. It's my show, so that's why it's my favorite composers who get the invites, and you're just going to have to live with that. Stick around, we're going to do a deep dive with some of the most creative people in the world. You're listening to Composer Chat. Welcome to the show, Jennifer Jolly. It's great to have you. Oh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you so much. It's wonderful. So um, for for people who are listening that maybe aren't as familiar with you as as I am, I don't know why they wouldn't be, but if they're not, um, can you give us the like 30 second overview of like what kinds of stuff are you into, what kind of things you've been writing, that kind of thing? Sure. Um, I'm a composer. I'm also a professor person. I teach at uh, CUNY Lehman College in the Bronx and uh, I like cats. I have two cats and I'm a Dodger fan, which I had to make very clear to my Bronx Yankee fan students. Um, And uh, I write all different types of things. Uh, Lately, it's been a lot of wind band, but I will be writing an opera soon. So there you have it. Cool. That's awesome. That's really great. How fantastic. I will look past the fact you're a Dodger fan. Oh no, Um, are you a Giants fan? No, but I I'm, I grew up in Houston, so I'm an Astros fan. So we have like we have a we have mm. a history. There's a history mm. there. Mm. We have an impolite history. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have opinions, but I am a composer, so uh, just gonna breathe deeply and accept that all my friends come in different shapes and sizes and baseball persuasions. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I do have a one-page synopsis for a a, a trash can banging opera um, about my beloved Astros, um, but I all, I don't know. We'll, you all deserve we'll, we'll better. See how it goes. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna uh, say. You know what? I'm after, happy. after watching them for years be really terrible, I was just happy to see them do something worth watching. And then, uh, oh, you cheated a little bit. You know what? I'm really fine with it. No, don't be fine with it. Like, it was honestly a good series until I found out about the cheating. I will say, uh, this pains me to say this, congratulations on last year. And you know what? I'm so thrilled that Dusty Baker finally gets the recognition, finally has his World Series ring. Yes. I'm okay with that. Dusty Baker, I, I can get behind. and and 100%. And I can remember all those years he used to torment the Astros when he was managing the Cubs and when he was managing... The Reds and uh-huh. feels like somebody else, or maybe the uh-huh. Giants. Yeah, Dusty Baker. No, no. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he was with the Giants. So I he actually was. have. Yeah. I actually have mixed feelings about Dusty Baker because, as a Dodger fan, I first knew Dusty Baker as the manager for the Giants. But then, when I went to grad school in Cincinnati, I saw a whole bunch of Red games. Saw a whole bunch of Dusty Baker, sure. you know, being the manager for the Reds for those games. Um, saw him for the Nationals uh, or watched him, like, you know, be the manager for the Nationals. Right. I think his time is due. So even yeah. though he's now the manager for the Astros and was the manager of the Giants, I'm actually super excited for him. It's about time. He's an amazing manager. Yes, I I will I will concur. I will concur with that. That's a that's good analysis. Yeah. Um so well, um okay, well we've already gotten off the rails. That's that's wonderful. Woohoo. I I love that so much. Um so um let's talk about music a little bit. Um tell us kind of what's your what's your sort of music origin story? How'd you get into music to begin with? Just what was your entry point? Um yeah, I was really fascinated with the piano. Uh, when I was a child, uh, when I went to church, they always had a pianist there and I would just like watch kind of the mechanics of how the piano can make all those sounds. And then I remember um, being at, like, I think maybe my parents were invited to come hang with some other people. It was like this big house party. And I was like, this is the piano. I'm going to play a song. And uh, it did not sound the way it was supposed to. Um, it's very confusing <laughs> to me. I was, um, uh, looking at you know in those uprights they have like a key where you can lock the piano and like surrounding those notes is middle c and g4 and i just kept playing those and i was like this is this is not the sound and i think a few people were telling my mom like you need you need to get her piano lessons and then 
furthermore, my mom is Korean. So I was definitely getting those piano lessons, whether I liked them or not. But um, that, that was actually my entryway into music with piano. And then um, just took piano lessons since I was six years old. Um, I was never great at practicing, but that's because I was a really good sight reader. So uh, that's probably why I ended up as a composer, actually. I was just not disciplined enough to practice every day. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I could appreciate that. I've, I've always had a great um, appreciation for, for pianists because I was not a great piano player at all. And it confounded me because I was a percussionist and I thought, I, I'm coordinated. I can do all these other things. Why is it I can't figure this out? But I just could not. I could not get the the, the right hand, left hand independence the way that I needed to. And I thought, this is stupid. I play marimba. <laughs> I play I things say, that are six like, octaves apart, but it's like, you know, I can deal with two notes on a hand, but when you, once you get to three and four, I was like, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't maybe, do it. Maybe you just needed to move. Maybe you just needed to audiate with more body movement and you had more spatial recognition than maybe finger dexterity or something. I don't know. I'm just making yeah. I think if I had a standing piano where I could have stood behind it and then I could have shifted back and forth, maybe I would have felt more comfortable. There you go. There, problem solved. Yeah. Problem solved, obviously. Maybe that should be a new, uh, that should be a new technique that we should explore for (laughs) percussionists who struggle with piano. There you go. Awesome. Uh, Copyright TM. I don't know. I don't know if that means anything, but I'm just going to say right now, that's my idea. Nobody else can take it. I think it's great. That's great. Um, well, that's cool. Uh, that's that's really that's really great. Did you ever play anything else besides piano? Uh, I did play the flute in middle school because uh, when I first started band, I was like, I'm going to pick the hardest instrument. And that was French horn. And yeah. I didn't know anything about transposing instruments. So can you imagine like baby Jen Jolly trying to scrunch her embouchure to hit middle C when actually it should have sounded a perfect fifth lower. And then when I discovered that as a 12 year old, I was like, that is stupid Uh, because I had perfect pitch at the time. And so I was like, I don't understand this whole like length of two being that's dumb. So I quit that. And then I switched to a concert pitch instrument um, to the flute. There's a part of me that's like, dude, I could have like played low brass and it would have been fine, but that's okay. So I did middle school flute and uh, yeah, I still remember the fingerings for it, which is really funny. Um, but that's <laughs> the only other instrument I've ever played really. Um, and I was like, kind of, um, I wouldn't say I was bored with it. Like I was just able to figure out the fingerings and stuff like that. Um, and then I, I really wanted to switch to oboe because I remember listening to a, um, like a not the young person's guide to the orchestra but sesame street did kind of like uh, big bird goes and is like a detective and is searching for the instruments in the symphony and i really loved the oboe but didn't realize english horn but i couldn't switch anymore because then i'd be kicked out of band so oh wow so one one switch limit one switch limit okay. oh well that's okay fine. <laughs> I'm going to have to look up this like Sesame Street detective like uh I, if you can find it please because um like the clarinet plays some kind of you know catchy arpeggiation Italian like stereotype and um I just remember the first line where um Big Bird says, this this case happened in the olden days, a couple of weeks ago. And I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) So if anybody has a link, please send it my way. It is super nostalgic and really funny. And you can hear that origin story too. I want to know what Oscar the Grouch would have played. I mean, Um, not sure. um, I mean, maybe. It's got to be something that would fit down in the can with him. So like. I feel like I'd have to look up this video. So um, when doing research um, for a piece, it's supposed to be in honor of Evelyn Glennie. I like went onto this like video thing and she's on Sesame Street when she was younger. Sure. And um, she auditions to be in Oscar's uh, garbage band. Ah. 
And I, I want to say maybe he's played euphonium or something, but basically she's trying to like bang on trash cans and everything being all Evelyn Glennie. Sure. Um, and also explaining to children that she can read puppets lips, which I feel, find very incredible actually. Um, but uh, yeah, so she was, she was trying to audition to be in the band. So we'd have to look at that video too. Wow. Oscar's garbage can band. That, that's, that's a, a topic all onto itself, I think. In, indeed indeed <laughs> all right well do you remember um do you remember when you kind of first thought you might want to to write uh yeah it was in high school um I didn't think I had any original ideas I thought that everything that I was writing if I attempted to write things all sounded the same or sounded like somebody's already done it before so uh that I haven't really outgrown completely, but uh, I've um, I thought, okay, maybe I can write music for films. Um, also, I really liked um, the idea of arranging, and I was also taking some like kind of some light jazz theory at my high school. I went to the Orange County High School of the Arts, or formerly known as OSHA. It's now it's OSHA. I don't I don't know how they pronounce it anymore, but. Um, I was really into tertian harmonies and I just really remember listening to some, like a lot of like John Coltrane and Miles Davis. And I was like, Oh, I can at least improvise, but I didn't realize that was real time composing yet. Mm. Um, but I was like, I can totally do arrangements. That's something I'm not a composer. I arrange things. And, you know, at least if I had some kind of narrative, I can write music in the background for films. And so that's when I really started writing music. Um, I also took a composition class with um, this guy, Bruce Miller, Dr. Bruce Miller, um, who I, who interestingly enough reached out to me about a month ago. He found me on the internet, oh, wow. which is kind of cool where I got to meet like my first composition teacher. I get back in touch with him. So, um, but that's generally when I was like, oh, maybe I can do this. I can arrange things. Maybe I can write a decent melody, but then harmonize that and see where that goes. Yeah. You know, arranging is like a gateway drug to composing. I agree. Yeah. So every time your, I have a entry student, level. yeah. Every time I have a student, he's like, oh, I just arrange things. I'm like, come here young one come here let yeah. me look at your arrangement um but which i think is great honestly it's like composing without risk in a way you still make musical decisions yeah but you can kind of get away with doing whatever you want it's right right and it's somebody else's terrible mel melody so you're just like well i'm not <laughs> responsible for that i just decided it should be in the trumpet yeah i just work you know? here man like it's, that's right it's totally fine yeah I love that. I, I kind of did the same thing. I did a lot of arranging uh, growing up. And and the thing, looking back, the thing I appreciate about it is that it was like a, a crash course in orchestration without me realizing that that's what I was doing. Because oh, I didn't have absolutely. to come up, it's just what you said. I didn't have to come up with a great idea. I just had to like shuffle things around until they sounded good. And so mm -hmm. looking back, I really appreciate that I had that. And I, I find a lot of people that I've talked to share a similar thing. Oh, I started writing things for, you know, the, this quintet I was playing in or something like that. And so uh, maybe this is more common than, um, than I realized. So that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really fascinating. Um, awesome. Do you remember not an arrangement, but your first uh, original uh, piece? Do you remember what that was? Something that you wrote? Um, I don't, I don't remember which came first. I don't remember if the composition class came first or, um, me and a few other students, um, were participating in an LA opera outreach. So it was a lot of fun. So we as teenagers, we'd like carpool from Orange County to downtown Los Angeles to the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. And they were doing outreach for their new opera, Fantastic Mr. Fox, which was written by Tobias Pickler. Mm. And, uh, we had, we were writing music like as a group. So I think that was like my first introduction to group composition, which I didn't like at the time. There was like, I don't know, there's just like competing interests, but I was sure. able to write one scene of like the fantastic Mr. Fox story and I got to put it together and it got performed and it was amazing. Like it was like the best feeling in the world. I was like, I made this probably some like, <laughs> Lydian scale picket fence, you know, <laughs> this uh, fantastic fox uh, having a 
sunny day. I don't know. That was the bit, but I do remember it being in Lydian mode. Um, I forget which notation program I used at the time because it was the late nineties. So oh, sure. um, this was like free finale um, or free spending hundreds of dollars for a uh, right. notation program. But yeah. uh, I, I definitely remember that experience going like, this is definitely something I can do. I was very proud of myself. Oh, that's very cool. So, so you didn't like the, uh, the group dynamic of, of being with a lot of other student composers. Well, it wasn't, well, so that I guess they deemed us as instrumentalists, but I felt like oh. there was one person, I mean, who's a composer at that age? I mean, we just didn't know it yet. And it's sure. just, you know, I was, I was going to school as a pianist, mainly actually high school, <laughs> going to high school as a pianist and, you know, general high schooler. But uh, I uh, I think there was like one person in particular who was trying to like hog everything or I felt like that's what I felt like at the time. Yeah. And so that I was like, no, I want to write something too, like kind of share these ideas. Um, but uh, I mean, the collaborative uh, effort my first time, I, I was a little confused about the process, but like it eventually worked out. Oh, so, okay. That was, uh, that was first composition, maybe probably. Ish. Yes. Ish. Um, yes. Do you remember what was the first time when you had like a, like a big performance or a big notable performance of something where you were just like, you know what? I like, I could, like, I could really do this. I don't need to play the piano anymore. I could really like, I could, I could write. Well, I mean, I I wouldn't say I ever had the thought where I was like, I don't need to play the piano anymore. I mean, I gigged with it, but also like, I'm pretty sure I knew I wasn't going to be a concert pianist. Like the idea of memorizing music was just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and practicing was like, okay. Um, I'm trying to think when was like, because my first performances were not great. I think a lot of it was when I was just starting out. I didn't know how to ask people how to play my music I'd be super apologetic and I wouldn't kind of like right. sell myself so I was like could you yeah. please 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 do me this huge favor and play my music and usually that's what they saw it as like a huge favor whereas now I come across it like oh we're gonna create music together yes I wrote something um but let's let's make music together um but first performance I don't know I feel like oh man um i had some performances as an undergraduate which weren't bad um i did have my senior recital where i had my first attempt at an opera on it um actually maybe let's go with like the first senior recital where it was like something i produced completely by myself um thankfully my mom fed them <laughs> and that was great um but uh yeah, I would say the performances accumulated on my uh, my senior recital. Maybe I was like, okay, this is this is doable. I can get people, and I'm starting to get the hang of this. Yeah, wow, that's great. I, I did the same thing. Well, I was a I was an ed major. We didn't really have a composition mm -hmm. department right. when I was an undergrad. We had mm -hmm. one, but we didn't really have one. And there's a that's a whole podcast of why that. Was I funny. I um I've. I, I know how that goes. Yes. <laughs> so I, I conned all my friends I could into, into playing things. Oh, you're going to play mm -hmm. on a recital hour. Like, let me write you something. Um, so I would do that. But then I, I, I wrote a piece for my senior recital and I thought I'm going to get every person I know to play. And so it was this massive piece. And I thought, um, I thought th that it was really great. I, I mean, <laughs> but then I realized that we're going to play this massive piece. There was probably like, I don't know, 20 or 25 people in this group. And mm -hmm. then I have to play the rest of my recital, which is just me yep. on this huge stage now, because I have to have the huge stage for my piece. And yep. then it's going to be little old me staring out into the darkness, this massive hall. And I went, no, this, <laughs> this is not a great idea. I did not realize uh... until, you know, like my dress rehearsal or something. I was like, I really miscalculated this whole thing. I should have done something else um but that those it sounds like an awesome experience and you learn from it right oh and yeah, you're able was. to get a large ensemble piece together that's huge um yeah. i'm hoping like so at lehman college there isn't really like a composition major um but i'm hoping to kind of build off of the whole like people going to school for music ed we have a lab yeah. that means we have performers that means oh 
you want to arrange something. I, I've, I've known a lot of music ed kids who like, I want to arrange music. I'm like, do you know? Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. I'll take you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good skill for them to have too, if they're going to be, if they're going to be teachers. Exactly. Actually, yes. How many times do you find where you don't have the exact right instrumentation for something, but you could finagle it a little bit and you can make it work. You just got to do a little, little reworking, a little transposition or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So those are it's really like good the, skills. It's like the flex ensemble kind of existed before COVID. What? Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to do yeah. some arrangements. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very cool. Well, um, let me ask you this. What, um, what do you like to listen to when you're not writing? What kind of things do you like to listen to that you enjoy listening to? Um, Gosh, um, I I do listen to a lot of pop music. I'm trying to think of what I've been listening all around. Um, so funny, it's a fun story. So I have this like small group of friends where we've been doing this game called Music League on Spotify. And <laughs> basically there's a different topic every week. So I've been playing this game for the last few months, actually. I want to say that I started it probably in March, like I was doing it in Egypt while I was there. And then I'm like still doing it and we're about to wrap up our round. But um, some of the topics have been like, okay, uh, women MCs or um, songs about being broke or something like that. <laughs> so um, last week was actually musical. So, um, and sometimes for the strategy, sometimes I just want to prank prank them but sometimes I might actually take it seriously so um this past week was Broadway and I was like dude the Wiz is pretty awesome so I was like listening a lot to the Wiz and Diana Ross um it was a lot of fun um and then some some of the weeks where I pranked it was like um I guess one of them was super group so um I put in um uh John Lennon Yoko Ono the plastic band uh so this is christmas even though it was may but also i did we are the world because i'm an 80s baby i was like if you're talking about super band that, that so so i'm just like sharing with everybody like my terrible terrible music taste um but i will say that uh i've been listening to a lot of different things i still miss prince so i'll listen to prince on occasion i did hear david bowie playing like like they were testing the loudspeakers at interlock and testing some things right there um but also um been teaching orchestration to my students here at Interlochen, and i really really love sophia goodbye to linda so i made them listen to her second string quartet because it's just boss and i really yep. love it so it's kind of all over the place right now um usually when i do listen it's for a project I'm working on and I've created some Spotify playlists. So, um, yeah, I'm writing a saxophone piece. I was listening to a lot of Anthony Braxton because oh, that's nice. pretty boss too. Yeah. 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 Um, which I actually submitted for like instrumental tracks only. So I was like that. And then, um, pet sounds the beach boy album pet sounds has a little instrumental track so yeah. i'm just like right now i'm just trying to be cool and figure some stuff out on the internet but also listening to other people's suggestions which has been very fascinating to me oh that's very cool yeah, yeah. I, I have teenage daughters so uh there's a lot of charlie puth in my house oh yeah um there is a lot of charlie puth he's actually a pretty decent songwriter but you're probably tired of him but if you want a good laugh i don't know if you saw the clip i think he was on jimmy kimmel and he was like put out in the back of like a starbucks uh. and so people would come in <laughs> and like he'd listen into their order and then he'd like improvise a song about like he first do one of his songs and then he'd improvise something about like almond milk or something you're out of oat milk <laughs> i love that and they're like wait that was what and then they see charlie puth and that's funny him. like once he came out with the oat milk that they didn't have on yeah. the back. So Charlie Puth was literally in the back room just improvising songs. Mostly I just listen to the songs and I think, man, I'm really worried about this kid because he's he seems like he sings about really sad things a lot. I'm worried a little bit about like his self-esteem and whatnot. He seems like he's kind of down. And that's what all the songs are. I keep waiting for the like, oh, he's going to get past it. And he'll be like a really super happy song. He's excited about something. But no, it's always like, 
I don't want to talk to this girl. This girl doesn't want to talk to me anymore, but I, uh, it's all that kind of thing. I think, has anybody done like a welfare check on Charlie? Like, is he okay? I like... mean, I think he's doing okay, but yes, let's, let's do welfare <laughs> check on Charlie Puth, get him some oat milk. Uh, I'm trying to think of like that one collaboration he did with one of the B BTS singers. Oh, yeah. Um, they did a little stereophonic thing with like, I can see you over here. I can see you over here. Like just listening yeah. to that. Yeah. That seemed catchy, but it, now that I think about it, maybe it was also sad. Maybe it was like, I can't talk to you, girl person who I can't. There's a lot of sadness to. hidden in that falsetto, I, I think. I, I think there is. I think you're absolutely right. That is I'm worried about him. So if anybody's listening and you can you can get to Charlie, just check on and make sure that he's okay. Yeah, just just follow his Instagram. Yeah, Be that'll like, probably do it. You're doing okay. Exactly. Give him a thumbs up and a like or two. See if he's on the threads. Maybe oh, he's on yeah. the threads and you can follow to, him there or there too. That's that's right, the threads. Um so what I, I don't know if I should join one more social and the, media platform in my life. Is one exactly more social what I need. Yeah, one more social media platform that's from Meta. And like I wasn't gonna join it, but then I saw that Dion Warwick was gonna join threads, and I'm like, oh wait, I don't like now you have to. I I kind of like her. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I I joined, but so far I'm just a scroller. Okay. I'm not, uh, or where they? I'm like a I'm like a threads uh, like a stalker. I guess is that what they? Yeah. Is that what they would say? I'm not. I have, I'm not. Um, I'm not contributing yet. I'm only consuming. I guess you're just you're just you just like to watch. You just, like just to... a, I'm just checking it out. <laughs> I'm just giving it a look see, and we'll we'll Good. see what happens. Sounds great. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, yeah, you know, we're off topic again. It's fine. <laughs> but but I, I do really hope Charlie Puth is okay. Um yeah. okay. Um okay, here here are some things. Do you have like um do you have a purchase or something that you have acquired like in your working life for your studio or something like that that when you got it like totally changed like I don't know, everything? You mean like with workflow or just something that's like Really... I don't know anything. I, I I will I will tell you. I bought a uh, a vertical mouse. And what um, is talk it, to me? What it is changed this? my life? What's oh, a vertical it's, mouse? It's just like a normal mouse, but basically what it is is it's turned on its side, so your hand sits on it a little bit more naturally. And you know, like we sit and do things for hours, so like it's just more comfortable. And so, uh, oh, oh, I see. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and okay, I, it, was, it was weird for a little bit, but you get used to it, and I, I find it's a lot less strain on my, my joints and things. Of course, I'm an old man, so you know I have a whole lot more of that. But, um, yeah, somebody recommended that... it to me, and I went, I've never heard of it, and I bought one, and I, I don't know, a couple of days, I was like, oh my god, this is the most amazing thing ever. So yeah, that that's my, that's awesome. my answer. Vertical um, mouse. I I, I mean, honest, I'll tell you the 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 thing that pops into my head that's like made my workspace better is um, I bought a painting um, when I was in Egypt by a young artist named Aya Gamil. Uh, and actually her last name Gamil means beautiful in, in Arabic, specifically Egyptian Arabic. It's they use the hard G instead of Jamil. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, she had a painting of a whole bunch of astronauts like it's just a whole bunch of astronauts in a row and I love the painting and I love the color scheme and especially because I'm about to write an opera about the first all-women spacewalk I actually find it very inspiring and so oh cool um I'm gonna say that that has kind of changed I wouldn't say changed everything but it definitely is making me like excited about wanting to write an opera which is very daunting to me um, and it just looks really nice and it, it's, it's in a lovely spot in my apartment. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I have a great art purchase too that I made. It's a, uh, let's see, it's like a, it's like a, a, a town. It's like a street corner uh -huh. and it's, uh, it's monkeys are dressed like cowboys and they're riding flying bananas. I love it. And it's, it's by an artist named Sean uh, Harris and it's all photography Oh, interesting. So it's like a collage in a way. Yeah, and a apparently, okay. yeah, like he he dresses up 
you know, as the monkey or whatever, photographs himself and then photographs all the other things. And then somehow, you know, works the magic and puts it all together. But I, I saw it and uh, I just went, I have to have this. And it, it hangs right, right next to my desk in my, in my studio. And uh, I just love it because it's quirky and it's super creative. And, um, and he has a lot of things like that. Um, but I was, I was really surprised. I was like, oh yeah, this is just photography. Cool. I was but, really, really but- neat. That's awesome. And I, I heard like, if you see something and you're like, I need this, it's actually a yeah. really good way of buying art. You're like, yeah. I need this in my life. This yes. makes me happy. I am drawn to it. I need Let's these go. flying bananas with cowboy monkeys. And yeah, I, 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 really I love actually it. am really loving the concept of that. That's awesome. I really love it. Uh, I, I un, unpaid, um, you know, uh, commentary or, um, not a paid sponsorship, just uh, mm-hmm. just a just a share. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I'm check out Sean's I'm, stuff. Yes, and I will say also check out Ayaka Meal's stuff. Yes, so with the hard G. Yes, I love that too. I wish I had a name that could be interpreted differently in different parts of the world. I but I really well, don't. No, I mean, well, we're American. I guess there's a quote from um, Pulp well, Fiction. You could, be, you could be Yennefer Yali in some parts of the I world. I could. Like... Yennefer. 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 Yeah. I mean, that um, sounds awesome. It, that actually kind of does. Nobody's okay. going to be like, Jason. Hey, Jason. So nice to see you. Although I'm definitely going to call my brother Jason that from now on. Thank you so much. Oh, so that's happening. I'm happy to help. It <laughs> may be the only thing I accomplished today. I'm happy to help. That's great. Well, um, let me ask you this. Do you ever deal with, um, you ever experience writer's block? Um, I used to more often when I was younger. And I think it's because I didn't have a plan. Um, mm. Although I'm in the middle of a couple of pieces right now because hmm, um, during the pandemic, my brain was like, people are dying. You're not writing music. And my therapist was like, that's totally fine. My brain was also like, you're never going to gig again. Take on all the gigs. <laughs> that's right. And so... I'm writing two pieces at the same time right now. I would not recommend this. Um, but uh, right now I'm just like, I think all my stuff sounds bad, which I think I go through. I don't think that's necessarily writer's block. I mean, I kind of know what I need to do. I just don't know if I like it. And I would have to say that I definitely experience this ickiness, this uh, feeling of everything sucks. Why am I writing music every time I start a piece? And then also two weeks before pieces do, I think this is absolute trash. Yeah. Um, let's chuck this entire wind ensemble piece in the trash. But I can't because I'm like two weeks out and I don't want to like blow so many deadlines. But um, so writer's block, I would say not so much having imposter syndrome. It's you gotten the, better, but you have like a typical composer self-loathing. I do too. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like this is this is the worst. What am I even doing? I should just go and teach theory full time. Nah, I'm, I'm okay. Um, so yes, the composer self-loathing. Yeah. It's always surprising to me. I'll write something that I'll think this isn't great, but it's fine. And then for some reason, like a lot of people then play it and I go, really? Like, that's what, that's what you want to play. Like, I mm-hmm. like fine. It's like one of my children. I love it. Like maybe I, I don't want to see it every weekend or like it's got to live in the basement, but I, I love it like everything else. But like I have so many other things that are better than this. That's what you want to play. Yeah, I um, what I'm writing on right now, like it's OK. I don't know if it's great. Like, I'm sure it's fine. Maybe <laughs> but I feel you. And it's fine because like, we'll release this months later. No one will be able to figure out yeah. what piece you're talking about. Nobody will be like, I think she's talking about that piece she wrote for us. I mean, honestly, every single piece I've written, I've gone through this feeling, except for Ash. Ash was like, this is going to be late, but this is great. No <laughs> other piece since then. Like, I remember I was, uh, oh man, all the pieces. Like, I remember I was writing this piece called Questions to Heaven, and I was like, and I don't, I just don't know. I, I'm like, maybe the orchestration's okay, but I think it, it just, it's so boring. And yeah. then I was like, maybe I'll, I'll take out the, like the extra, actually the extraterrestrial sounds is a piece about the Mars perseverance and whatnot. And my spouse is like, absolutely not. And then I remember talking to Pat Dunnigan about my freak out and he's like, oh my goodness, you were going to take that out. That was, that would be terrible. I'm like, I know. Right. Yeah, but that's my brain on everything sucks. 
and I hate this. So then I make poor decisions, you know? So. Right. We will yeah. say every piece goes through this. You'll not figure out which piece this is at all. <laughs> I'm the same way. I had a, I had a big piece to write last year for a Midwest group. And well, mm -hmm. I guess that lets it out of the bag. And I struggled for months to get it done because everything that I started, I was like, this is terrible. They can't go play this in Chicago. This is awful. Right. And I think that's the problem. That you're like, it has to be cool. Yeah. yeah. And then finally I was just like, Oh no, wait, I figured it out. It's this right here. And it was like, there, there are all the notes. Cool. Yep. Just scribbling and bibbling at that point. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's all those like drafts that used to make me write in English class. Maybe that, uh, maybe that's what I've got to do now. Yeah. We're just we're just getting older, Jason. Like, is that what it is? I, it might be. I don't know. That's Brains not, are I working mean, differently. I already can't remember most. Uh, you know, like anything. Why can't I forget that I'm? I really at my my core, I'm just bad at this. Why can't I forget that? <laughs> I, I can't remember people's names or like where I used to live or my zip code, <laughs> but. Um, but I can still remember. I sit down and go, oh, yeah, this is why it takes you so long to write things. You're really bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers to you, friend. I feel you. There we go. I'll raise a, a zero sugar A&W root beer to you. Not a not a show over. sponsor. No, but, not um, a show sponsor. Um, but you could be. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, okay. Hey, so non-musical things other than the the la dodgers which will give you a pass on what's um what are you interested in non non-musically you have any other hobbies or anything that you that you're into um i really like food i like to um cook and bake um i'm trying to figure out how to get off campus i um the last few years when i um lived in texas and now in new york city i've had to fly to interlock and instead of drive it from ohio and normally when i had my car i'd go up to traverse city i try all the food things and yeah. now i'm trying to figure out how to get off campus i know there's a bus but only on weekdays and this monday i was like i'm free i don't have a fever i can like go out in public with a mask on um, and it turns out I have like a board meeting I have to go to and another board meeting I have to do online Mondays are normally my days off, but, um, I love going to different restaurants and trying things. Um, I, um, when I was living in Egypt, I was, uh, I was a Fulbright scholar for four months. It was actually a lot of fun to like try different Egyptian foods. And, um, I have to like, figure out some recipes um because and i have to find a good like egyptian cookbook although um aya the the painter is like let me know what recipes you want i'll, I'll definitely send some your way which is really cool so i definitely love food i love cooking i do bake on occasion um i had a sourdough starter going um since january i had to dry it out because um had to be away for four months um so that's another hobby of mine. Um, trying to think there's other things. I like dance, actually. I remembered I um, I had a lot of dance classes as a kid. So um, on occasion, I might try a dance class. I, again, just moving to New York City, I haven't had much time to explore because I started a new job, lived there for four months, and then I had to go live in Egypt. But um, yeah, I would say those things, cooking, eating, dance. Um, like to go see movies again. I think now's time. So I think nice. those are my hobbies in a nutshell. Nice. I love that. Well, um, I always wrap these conversations up with 10, uh, 10 questions okay. and they are, um, they are frivolous and, uh, inconsequential, um, and sometimes a lot of fun and, uh sometimes sometimes not okay <laughs> let's do it let's so, do it so we'll just see how it goes and um and and actually your hobbies are an excellent segue into the first question which is what is your favorite food oh gosh um i don't have a favorite food but my kick has been lately fata which is a, a middle eastern breakfast food with rice very crunchy fried or baked pita with the yogurt garlic sauce. You could throw meat on there and the textures and the taste altogether are amazing. So we'll go with that. That sounds amazing. It's great. Gee whiz. Okay. I'm coming over. Um, 
you you have been all over the place, but do you have a favorite place to visit or vacation where you like um, to go? I have to admit, I'm going to be super basic right now. I really do like Paris and I'm excited. I'm going back there in October. There's nothing basic about Paris. That's an I, excellent I'd agree answer. with that because you get your food, you get your museums, you get your music and the metro system makes sense. So I'm all about that city. No, I think that's I think that that's great. Um, do you have a favorite color? Um, red lately. Red. We'll go on a red kick. Yeah. Red. Red. Okay. Uh, do you remember what's the last thing that you Googled? Vertical mouse. Oh, yeah. It would be, <laughs> wouldn't it? It would be. I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah. Logitech, also not a sponsor, but but you could be. Um, but you could be. But you could be. Vertical mouse. I highly recommend. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, okay, here's one of my favorite ones. I love the answers that I get to this. If we if if we had a boxing match, who do you think would win if we had a boxing match between Frank Tichelli and John Mackey? Oh no. Yeah. Oh, do we need to watch that? Somebody's gotta win. Um, um I, don't know. I feel like it would be interesting. I, I feel like would it be a draw? I'm gonna go with draw. I actually it's just funny. Mm. I actually studied with Frank Tichelli when I was an undergraduate, and I'm really good friends with actually both of them. So um, I'm going to say a draw. I, I have no horse in this match. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We decided last week that we felt like if it was a just a regular boxing match that we thought Frank would win. But if it was a cage match, we felt like John would have win. Oh, you know what? That, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm also curious, like, how, like, what would they be wearing? Like, would they be, like, regular boxing attire? Because, like, how many no. Gucci sweaters can you use? To soften blows, but I feel like John would have a Gucci cat sweater that was pre-bloodied so that you couldn't tell when he got hurt. You know, okay. He would, he yeah. would go he would go at it from a deadpool kind of kind of direction. Gotcha. Okay. I can and see I, that. I, I feel like Frank would show up in the very classic, you know, boxing attire, you know, with the with the silk robe and everything. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. I feel like that would. That I might. Would be right. I might need to give this more thought, but uh, I'll, Frank, I'll still. Go Frank could have on the boots and things, and like John would be wearing like I don't know Air Jordans or what do people wear these <laughs> days? I don't know. What do you kids wear these days? What's hip? What, what do you, What do you wear these days? I don't know. On your yeah. feet. On your feet. Yeah. Um. <laughs> cool. Speaking of feet. Speaking of feet. Good. Next question. Also frivolous. Uh. When you go to sleep at night, socks on or socks off? So recently I've been doing socks on because, um, all right. So I do, I do my nails with Olive and June, not a sponsor, but not could sponsor. be, and these socks are really comfy and I just got these mint green socks and they've been making me sleep better. So oh. we'll see how long that lasts. Okay. But socks that's recent. On. So you've been a socks off person. I have, but mm. I'm, I'm staying in a dorm room night right now and I got cold and I also... I'm just going to wear the socks post COVID. We'll see how long it lasts. Okay. All right. COVID and COVID inspired socks. COVID inspired socks. I love that. It's changing everything. Um, okay. If, if you could do anything other than what you're doing right now, job wise, what, what do you think that you would do? Not outside uh, of music. Uh, you know what? So speaking of other hobbies, I realized I really like writing. Um, I took a creative nonfiction or an essay class with my friend, Amy Butcher, who's um, her most recent book that was released, I think a little over a year ago, it's called Mother Trucker. So it was about the only woman uh, Arctic truck driver in Alaska. Oh, wow. um, and it was actually a lot of fun. And that might be something I would love doing is writing because I feel like I wouldn't mind writing essays. I wouldn't mind writing about food. So I like food. Yeah. Um, writing about music is a little harder. I've done it before and I still do it through I care if you listen, but um let's go with let's go with writer. It seems romantic. Oh, and I travel a lot. I'd be like a travel writer. You'd be like a blogger. I would like which is something writer. I used to do, but like specifically like I would just sit at home with my cats or travel and and just typey type and make sure I have reminders to get up and see the sun. <laughs> They still oh, your, need to your, do your your watch will bark at you. It's time for you to get up. My watch will bark at me exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, mine does that all the time. You're like, I can't. I'm in the middle of a phrase. I gotta go. Literally, um, it's like um, bad timing. Watch what yeah. you have one job. No, one job. Exactly right. I got to figure this chord out before I get up. Mm -hmm. Um, 
cool writer i could do that too um do you, are you somebody that binge watches things do you binge watch things Yeah, but I don't think I plan to binge watch. So it's like usually at dinner time, I just binge watch series with my husband. And that's been great. Um, I also have no control knowing that there's another episode where I'm just like, oh, what do you mean I have to wait? So I remember uh, we were binge watching WandaVision while it was still coming out. And I was Yeah. like, I would have gone absolutely mental. had I was not able to watch the first few episodes in a row Yes. all y'all had to like wait for I've been hearing about WandaVision it is a delightful series I love it I love it I love it <laughs> um but toward the end I was like we have to wait till next week what what, yeah. what do you mean we have to wait, wait for the Mandalorian what Yeah. so um so yes I try to I'm more of a binge watcher than waiting for them I'll do it for Abbott Elementary but I wish I could binge watch that too Yeah, it's very hard to explain to my daughters um, how you used to actually be at home in front of the TV at a certain time if you wanted to watch something. And if you missed it, you missed it. Mm -hmm. You couldn't go back and load it up again the next day. <laughs> you had to wait for a rerun to come on and then somehow know that it was going to be on. And they're or, like, what? or like Really? be right there to like record on the VHS tape Yes. Yeah. Yeah, or if you had like a degree in rocket science, you could set the timer on the VHS player yes to record at the right exactly time. Yeah, exactly I remember trying to do all of that unsuccessfully most of the time. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm the same way. Do you um you have a favorite time of day to write? You have a time that you like to write? Um, okay. So this is talking to you while I'm thinking that everything sucks right now. So I think for me, it's been best time of day to write is probably afternoon. If I have like my daily structure going, okay, which like I wake up, have coffee, meditate, hopefully work out, which I have to work out before my brain logically tells me I don't need to, like my brain will be like, you're tired. Or it's like, <laughs> you didn't eat, do you need to work out? You're good, right you're good. You need the energy to stay awake and nobody's not work chasing out. So you do you really now need let's to run do right it. now Like there's, there's, there aren't, there aren't Wolverines in Michigan. Like really, like you, you're good. So, uh, so after I do that, it's around like the 11 o'clock hour. And then I think it's really good for me to get work done. Um, I'll get up and like have like miniature breaks again, try to make sure I see the sun midday is always a thing, but um, usually that's not the time I'm not too sleepy um, late afternoon. I'll tend to have less energy. So I feel like midday is kind of the sweet spot to get some writing done. I love that. I love that. I, I could not do it in the middle of the day. I'm a, I'm a early in the morning or late at night I writer. can figure out late at night, early in the morning, like if I didn't have to work out, if I didn't have to exercise and, you know, do adulting type Well, things, I think I could do that. But also you I've, have kids, right? I've So. firmly skipped the working out part. So that's, that's not a barrier <laughs> for me. I've skipped right over that. okay. Um, Yeah, but I do, I do have to wait, like, especially when they were younger, it was easier because they would go to bed at a certain time. Now their teenagers are up all the time. I'm like, I really need They you are. to go to bed or, or, or play a video game or something and not be in my office right now. Daddy's trying to come up with really bad ideas and I'm having a hard time doing it when you're here. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're a distraction. Yeah. You are a distraction. The summers are great though, because I can get up way before anybody else <laughs> and, um, I usually get a couple of hours in and that's 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 enough to get awesome. me kick started that if I Maybe, well, see, no, I always think I could do it in the morning. We'll see if I try that one more time, but yeah. okay okay all right well Jennifer Jolly that's all I've got Awesome. This I appreciate has been a lot of fun. yeah it's been fun I appreciate so much you taking the time out of your out of your day I know how busy you are and uh, but it's been great great to chat um you're going to check out the vertical mouse it's going to change your life I'm going to check that out. And maybe one of these days we'll go to a ball game together. we will go to a ball game together absolutely we can even go when the when the astros play that other team that would be fine
That'd be fine. I'll take you to I'll take you to Minute Maid Park. I'll give you the tour. See, and I'd love I've never been to Minute Maid Park. Like I love Lovely. going to new baseball stadiums. So that that sounds like a blast. A lot of orange juice, but other things too. True, true. Yeah, and there's a train. I I know. I want to see the train. I want to yeah. see the train. There's a train. It's on my, it's on my list. And um, all kinds of things. Not a hill anymore. There used to be a hill, but they got rid of that. Now there's flagpoles, I think, in the, in okay. the outfield. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that. Or I would love to go to Dodger Stadium. I actually had a really good friend that went to one of those World Series games in LA. Um, li- literally, just like I want to go to, it, and it was the game. I think the Astros end up winning to win the series. They literally just like got up and got on a plane and went to LA and went. We don't have any tickets. We don't know if we're going to get in. We're just going to the game and we'll try. And they got in. What? What? That's Nuts. Cr- okay. So that might happen. If, if the Dodgers, like, I haven't, it's not quite the all-star break yet, so I got to see oh. it, but. Um, the Astros might... are not going this year, but but Dodgers maybe. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But that's why we like baseball. So. That's why we like baseball. Exactly right. Exactly right. Well, um, good. Well, even though he's got no drama in his life, somebody check on Charlie Booth. <laughs> and um, and uh, hopefully we will run into each other somewhere in uh in a hallway or a convention exhibit hall or uh, standing in line to wait to go in a concert somewhere. That, that sounds like a plan. And um, we will, we will let everybody know how do they find you out in the world um, on your socials and things. My socials and things. Yes. Um, I have a website. Uh, my Instagram is why compose. We'll see if threads happens by the time this podcast uh, comes out. Um, and, we'll see if threads uh, is still a thing when we'll when see it if comes threads out. is still a thing. Yeah, we can. We'll see. So that's how you can find me. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. And uh, you have a good weekend, everybody else. Um, listen to my other podcast, and there'll be an ad for it right after this because they are an actual Fan. sponsor. Um, Fantastic, Jolly. You were a gift to humanity and um, we look forward to hearing your opera and other things um, real soon. Thank you so much. Awesome. You too. Composer Chats brought to you by SCM Media. Is your audience dead? Bring it back to life. And thanks to my guest this week, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to watch for next week's episode with the next composer on my list. And you can find my other podcast, Beyond the Belt, Adventures from the Outer Rim, a sci-fi drama, anywhere that podcasts are streamed. Listen free. Seasons one through three are out now. You can find me on Instagram at jasonnitch.composer. You can find me on threads at jasonnitch.composer. You can find me on the Facebooks if you're old like me, Jason K. Niche. You can find me on the web at jasonnitch.com or at beyondthebeltpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.